Hello, RP people, and welcome to another episode of Roleplaying with Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me as always, we have Mr. Finder and Scott, and Scott W. Say hello, guys. <laughs> Howdy. No. No? No. Oh. Scott's a little sassy tonight. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Tonight? Tonight's an exception? <laughs> it's like, what? Oh my god! Yeah, it's just one of those weeks for him. It is yeah. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, something a little different. We're going to try here. Um, Finder kind of suggests this. Well, Finder, why don't you introduce us to the topic? <laughs> okay, wire gamer is not imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> just canceled. We just got canceled. <laughs> no, that's not even cancelable. That's just a that's a hard pill. That's one of those. Uh, that's a meme. Tough pills to swallow. <laughs> Gamers aren't creative. How can you say that? Oh, allow me to have the first five thousand exhibits. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, even thinking about that, I'm like, well, I'm creative, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I 100% am because, like, even thinking about it, like, yeah, I love Savage Worlds, but you never see me create my own game using just the core. I always use the settings and I always try and, like, you know, use the lore off of that. And I was like, why do I like to do that? And it's like, well, it's just kind of easier to explain if it's already printed out, but. I don't think that's uh, making your a setting isn't creative. That's a I think that's a whole different thing. Yeah, oh. uh, to me, I use settings because I'm lazy. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I I have I, I actually run most of the games that I run are typically homebrew, except recently. Right, I've done uh, right now. I'm running Coriolis, uh, which is its own setting, um, and I'm doing that because the game world intrigued me. What I like about Coriolis, though, is it's its own IP. Um, what I see a lot of recently is Aliens, Blade Runner. Then you have that Modern Heroes thing, which has like eight movie titles as the the game setting, right? Rambo. What the heck with Rambo? <laughs> That's just, that, that, that one still pisses me off. It's like, how can you have a, a TTRPG for Rambo? But that, that's what I'm talking about. Is like for me, we buy into all the IPs. Have I ever played an IP game? Absolutely. I love Star Wars. Star Wars was a fun game. I liked it under D6. I've played a little bit of it under uh, Savage Worlds where somebody's converted it. Um, but by and large, I prefer settings that are unique. And like, uh, like when, when I think about Savage Worlds, the settings that have grabbed me, the after, I really like the after. Mm-hmm. Um, low life is just totally nuts. I love low life. Uh, I could never run it, but I love the game. Um, and, and just reading the book is a blast. So it, it's like, for me, it seems like lately there are so many gamers buying into these other IPs that it just kind of it's like, hmm. Do we have to go that route, or can't, can't we can't we support like new ideas? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> Scott, answer that. I guess. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a snarky answer, but it's it's. I, th- I think it's also a fairly obvious one, you know. Yeah. Oh, I agree. 
so just to clarify, it, it's mostly. I don't I, like. I don't know if I would consider that lazy. I think it's more just we're starting to come full circle in a way, because now all of a sudden, like besides uh, Top Gun, which apparently did fantastic in theaters, we're in the age of the remakes, and I think that's really starting to be felt even in tabletop <laughs> Top- age. <laughs> Top Gun is a remake of a remake, though. Though that's the funny thing. Top Gun. Never- <laughs> Spoiler warning: Have you seen it yet, Scott? No, we're probably not going to see it for a while. It's fine. I don't really care. Okay. You can't really spoil F, you know, F-35s <laughs> or F-18s or whatever. Shit Spoiler warning for Top Gun Maverick. It's a remake of Star Wars 4 and New Hope. No, that's yeah. impossible. That was The Force Awakens. <laughs> beat Wait. for beat. <laughs> episode, seven is, episode 7 is absolutely a fucking beat oh, for beat. A- absolutely. Episode 4. <laughs> absolutely. And, and so is Maverick. I mean, down to... Sure, Everything really? that happens. Oh yes, it, it, I'm like, I, I was watching. I'm going, where's Luke Skywalker? That's now, see, to, right now. But to, and to me, that might not be lazy because I think that's fucking clever. If you can get a modern fighter jet movie and do and take a plot like that, that's kind oh, of absolutely. I, I, I'm not watching them. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I preferred it. When did it over <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's still doing but, over a billion dollars in Buzz fucking Lightyear is negative seventy four percent fucking viewership. So, and that's with children and shit being you know ready to go. So, fucking crazy, the world we live in. But I'll tell you, I won't buy a Top Gun role playing game. Well, I don't no. know if you got to play as jet fighters, that could be fun. I told. Well, we didn't. That's frozen skies. I mean, that's a conversation we had, but yeah. didn't have officially for the for the people. Uh, that was one of the, that was the, the second game I ever made, and I was like fourteen or fifteen. I made a role playing game where you play uh, fighter jets and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, it we're was pretty cool. Coming, like I said, we're coming full circle. Again. We really are. God, I really <laughs> wish I could find the rules for that shit. Oh my god! Yeah. I want to see how amazing I was. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah. So here's a question: Since you don't think it's lazy, what do you consider? Do you have an example? santa of lazy gaming the lazy gamers or unimaginative gamers where um we're unimaginative right not really lazy well like i what i kind of consider a little bit lazy when it comes to gamers is one of them i think it's the the video game effect where it's like well i you know the they input everything from the tabletop almost as if it's a video game and we see that with the murder hobos we see that with people who just like well i'm not here to do that i'm just here to do this and like they just get so focused on one thing like it's a video game and not realizing that this is a world that they're able to interact with and do things a little bit crazier than you know on a video game and there's some people that will stick to that no matter how much they play a tabletop they always go back to video games because that's what they're familiar with Mm -hmm. Uh, another one i would kind of consider lazy and this is just my own opinion and i'm guilty of this it's people who would rather take um, a setting and they could have an idea for a game idea for something like that but instead of trying to create something like using let's say the savage world core or any real uh, you know, universal system. And instead of that, just trying to almost like jam it into a system that already exists. Like we're, 
we kind of popped up when we were talking about Deadlands and how it's like, well, you know, it's kind of a neat premise, but it could fit better in this or this or this. But because Deadlands is the big popular one at the time, they would just rather instead of looking elsewhere to find something that could manage it better, instead they'll just shove it into it. That's kind of what I consider lazy is just not doing your research and almost finding something that could benefit it better. Well, and, and to be clear, I, I think all of us fall into this category to some degree, right? I mean, I consider myself unimaginative to some degree, even though I can come up with my own worlds and I come up mm-hmm. with my own adventures at times. There are time, there, there are certain things that do draw me in. Like I said, Star Wars, I, I could play Star Wars and I enjoy playing Star Wars. So if somebody said, hey, want to play a Star Wars game? Yeah, well, I'm down to play Star Wars again because that's a fun universe to play in. But I, I, I'm looking at, uh, and aliens, I mean, aliens, cool. But it's it's space horror, right? I mean, Mothership is space horror. So why yeah. do we have to have the name brand aliens for us to be drawn to it? Yeah, um, I, or, or Blade Runner, which is just a, a, a dark dystopian, almost like noir cyberpunk. Uh, out of curiosity, have you guys looked at the Aliens RPG? I haven't myself because I'm not going to lie. Usually, if I see a big title stamped on just something, I kind of just uh, look the other way. But uh, have you guys looked at the Alien one? Like, is it actually any decent? Or it, it's Mutant Year Zero. I have looked at it. I haven't played it. Um, I'd be willing to play it because. I do think Mutant Year Zero would be a perfect system for an Aliens game because yeah. it is such an unforgiving system. I mean, it's brutal and you can die really fast um, in that game. So I think Aliens, if I was going to put it with a system, I'd probably put it with MYZ, uh, even over Savage Worlds. I, I prefer the Savage Worlds system, but... I, I still feel because of the wild eye, because of the bennies, Savage Worlds struggles a little bit more with horror because there's that metagame aspect to it that says, oh, you know what? I can I can risk this because I've got this pile of bennies and I can soak wounds and I can uh, retry this, this role or whatever. So you really have to modify Savage Worlds if you want to do horror properly. But MLZ out of the box. But is there like enough to the world itself to actually have a functioning game with lore? That's more more my bigger question because it's just like I've seen I've seen the Alien movies, I've seen the Prometheus, I've seen that, and I'm just like, there's not really enough for me to bite onto to think, oh my god, Aliens would be a good like good game for an RPG. It's like, well, maybe for a couple one shots, but like, what do you do after that? Like, well, I, see, that's I, I think that falls into the same realm as Mothership, though, right? I mean, yeah. Any and, horror to me, any true horror game is not going to be geared towards a campaign. Yeah, I mean, even even Call of Cthulhu, I don't think can be geared towards a campaign. It's it's you, you may have a few adventures, but eventually your character is either going to die or become so insane that they're not playable anymore. Yeah. So anything that deals with horror to me is not meant as a long-term campaign. The possible exception would be like vampire, which isn't so much horror as it is personal horror. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's still just like, there's, there's something about, especially like the alien one where I'm just like, I, I don't, 
think it was it's like necessary i don't like yeah, Scott, i agree yeah I, I don't think it's necessary i don't think blade runner is necessary but did i back blade runner i absolutely did back blade runner and it's free league so it's gonna be top-notch production quality so <laughs> i've gotta i've gotta support that oh yeah um, you got you, you love your free league I, I just, well, like, although i did not back aliens yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, Scott, what do you consider lazy? Uh, oof, man. Um, I think it's the. I, I, I don't even. Think, so my thing is it lazy because I think that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, I it's agree. The, it's the it's the it's the uncreative. Oh, sorry. Type. No, it's fine. It, it's yeah. fine. I, I, we've we've been kind of bouncing back and forth, but it's, it's the it's the lack of creativity in a lot of gamers, and you can see it. It's just like we were talking about. Um, Oh, was the question is would would X setting sell or would it make no? It doesn't because people want to play fucking token elves. That's it. They just want to do the same <laughs> vanilla shit. And you have to. I mean, you can try and you can get people into it, but when you people are like oh, I'm so creative and shit. I'm like oh, let me guess. You took quick draw as an edge, and you took first strike as an edge, and carry a spear. Or how you know it's just shit like that. It's like yeah. it's not creative. It's not creative at all. You know, creativity is, you know, you give your paladin, you know, in air quotes and savage worlds, shame and let it be known and not, you know, that and then come up with the fucking why and how you let people die. And now you're repenting for that kind of shit. It's just things like that. And it's like, hey, what does your character do? What is your character's name? How does this skill look? How does your power look? And Savage World is big on that because trappings are important. And it's in yeah. any system. I do this with D&D as well. It's like, cool, what does it look like? And like, uh, purple light shootout. Bitch. <laughs> that's not creative. You know, and that's what I'm talking about. It's this, this rote people get into of like, and I don't know if they just don't care. And it might be that it's just not important. And well, maybe, and you know. thinking about Savage Worlds, though, even with the spells, the, the book tells you, or at least it did in earlier editions. I, I haven't looked at the spell specifically yet persuade because I know what I, I know how they work, right? But yeah, but it used to say, don't just write bolt on your character sheet. Give it a name like yeah, burning Same. hands or, or whatever. But give, give it some name. Don't don't just call it bolt. Don't just yeah. call it. It's the same. They do the same thing in the book now. They even give examples yeah. and whatnot of that this time around. And then they really point out that trappings are important. Yeah, you know. Let me now, do I do I give my spells names? Uh, rarely. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's the thing, right? Um, and I'm one of those people who I do, and I, you know, I think it confuses people. Of like, oh, well, what do you do? Well, you know, I apply the, you know, I apply the the, the light of Glorantha or whatever the fuck it is uh, to the wounds and pray that they're they're gone and taken into the ether. Oh. What do we? What are you doing? I fucking cast heal. There you go. <laughs> I cast. I cast fucking heal, and here we go. But it's like even lack of creativity is like cool story. Mortborg, awesome. So you mean you play uh, a very toned down version of Dungeons and Dragons with uh, early '80s heavy metal art? That's yep. so fucking so, so fucking creative. I never could have guessed to do that, except when we did it in the '80s. <laughs> you know, um, you know in the alien rpg you know you guys are talking about it and there's a channel a, a dude i know i go way back with on youtube runeslinger and he does really good product reviews he actually has actual plays of the aliens rpg his channel is really good but um you know you're like is it necessary no and here's why we could use literally any game system you could think of 
And let's just go basic Dungeons and Dragons. Cool story. All right. Uh, because the original D&D actually specified that it wasn't really just about fantasy. You can play astronauts and shit. <laughs> so it's awesome. So a fighter is a fighter. Maybe a magic user is actually using psionics to get shit done. And uh, maybe there's a universal church for the clerics. And then you have the weird races that are elves, dwarves, and halflings still. It doesn't really matter because you can just change that around. Cool. Pistols do 1d6. Well, all weapons in original D&D did a d6 worth of damage. So that argument's out the window. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the alien has uh, X number of hit dice, and you brood them up based on their possibilities. And then when you hit an alien with a physical weapon or a bullet, uh, it uh, splatters in a you know five foot radius around it uh, acid blood that does you know four you know forty six damage. There you go, done. Aliens RPG written. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even like when you're like when you're talking all that like. I think even there's different, like, like, cause you were talking about how you gave like your spells all different names and all that. And I was like, Oh, that's super cool. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I don't ever really do that, but I've never like, I don't know if you notice, but I'm not good with names. <laughs> and, um, I've never thought about like, as a character, even as one of done magic users, I've never thought about the name that I'm giving the spell. I actually always went more into the description, like, and you've seen me do this. I describe the actions that I'm do that I'm doing, like even with spells. I like to think of how they look like instead of because I always thought it was kind of like it would be kind of weird. And like I I watched some like anime and all that shit. I always thought it, it I find it so fucking weird that they're like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Kamehameha. It's like, does he really need to say the words? Does he? No. I don't really think he does, but for some reason, it's like some sort of emphasis on the words that makes makes it a certain power. When really you're just shooting a beam of beam of light that's either thin, small, big explosion, small explosion. Like they're, it's all the same thing. Like you don't need fancy names for this shit, man. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, look at um. Well, you oh, no, no, I, I, well, I, I, I totally see that. Like why you yeah. do that? Because that's like I'm just saying. Like that's a, it's a different yeah. way of creativity. Yeah. But you're I not do. wrong. You're, yeah. you're not wrong. You don't need to do it. Who the fuck cares, really? Right? <laughs> and, I think that's, I, and you know, it's it's this is such a weird discussion to have. It's like I think I've talked a lot of shit about OSR stuff because like, I wrote an OSR game, but my yeah. OSR game, you can't take one of the characters in my game and just be like, "Cool, I'm gonna take it into a Dungeon Dragons character." I mean, <laughs> you put a lot, a little bit of work, but I didn't write an OSR game to be 100 percent compatible because I think it's fucking boring. And there's 85 people who have written 9,000 goddamn versions of Dungeons & Dragons, and it's all the same bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just fucking boring. You know, improvise, do something, uh, overcome the, whatever limitations you think it has. I think D&D spellcasters are lame as fuck, so I did something about that. That was the whole impetus of the game, was to make spellcasting feel like you're casting spells. You know? Yeah, you know, not, not that's like what made me laugh. Today I saw a post um, on Facebook asking... Can you do Vancy and Magic in Savage Rebel? Like, why would you want to? Well, someone <laughs> hate, already I did that. Vance. I, well, I, I know, but I, I hate Vancy and Magic <laughs> to begin with. You know, it's like, yeah. Hey. Like, why <laughs> would you want to be so fucking limited to like, I have a single spell and I get to cast it one time? Fuck yeah. out my face. That's boring as dog shit. There's no Wait, what kind of magic. Vancy and Vancy and what's uh. The um, magic system is from uh, Vance is an author. He wrote The Dying Earth. That's uh, where Gary Gygax yeah. got his uh, 
his ideas and it was about game balance and nothing else. I don't give a shit what anyone says. It was about game balance. Oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, so you used to get one spell per day as a magic user. And hey, you have four freaking hit points, so you're like, yeah. you shoot your one magic missile yeah. and you run away because otherwise you're going to die. Yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah. you can't wear armor and shit like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of excuses, like, oh, it's challenging. Yeah, it is, it is, but I don't know how much fun it is because I don't remember any. I don't remember anyone. I don't remember any of the any of the magic user characters that we ever played. I remember the fighters, the cavaliers, the rangers, uh, the clerics, <laughs> the thieves. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, we have magic. I remember, I remember some of my magic users. I, I had some really fun magic users. Yeah. But for magic users to be fun, you do have to run away a lot at the beginning until you're powerful yeah. enough to start blowing crap up with fireballs. Yeah, and I'm not sure that's completely very fun for most people when I no. would argue that we know it's not because fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it shifted. First level clerics didn't even get spells in, uh, in early D&D. Which I don't know if I actually don't. I don't mind that too much. I kind of like that a little bit. Well, I remember like even like in DD. I remember when we first like when I started playing Five E and the Magic system. I was almost um, disappointed in it because it, it yeah. just seemed so static. And like I came from the system before that. I was playing was GURPS, right? And the guy yeah. who I was playing with. Uh, the GMing, he created his own little bit of magic system that was a lot more fluid, and his was essentially he did sort of like elements, so it's like you could take like fire, water, you know, this wasn't any like fire, water, light, like light, dark, um, uh, pretty much all the elements, and how you cast your spells is if you're doing one singular element, you can just cast like that, but if you did two different elements you would have to do two different roles for it to be successful but it would be even more powerful but at the same time it was like there was no set spells so really it was up to your imagination to figure out how you wanted to react like to do things yeah sure Um, and i always thought that was so cool of an idea and then switching over to 5e my first character was a wizard and i was playing it and i was like all right, well, I cast man, Minor Illusion because I, I played, I was playing like an illusion wizard. And even then I was like, okay, at least I'm able to like get creative and do stuff like that. But it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. The, stra- the restraints are there. And then some people don't, some people really do. Like like Finder was saying, they beg for them. I think it's every other month or six months or whatever. There's always someone new to Savage Worlds who's like, I don't understand why fighting is a single skill. Why can't I need fighting axes and fighting swords and fighting bones and <laughs> Like, oh my fuck. No, you don't. No, you fucking don't. No one cares. No one gives a fuck. Just move on. These don't matter. Right? Better yet, make a fucking hindrance about how you hate fucking bows, right? Since we already have an edge that specializes in a weapon and be like, oh, you know, can't use a fucking bow. Negative two fucking all times you have to use a ranged weapon. Boom. Done. Congratulations. You don't need to change the goddamn skills. It's so stupid. It's mind numbing. People demand this. And then they want more fucking powers. It was like every power that you use in that game is replicated in D&D easily. Yeah. And that's why they did it. Well, there's only well, one. That's what they Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look at D&D and you have magic missile, bolt, fireball, yeah. which is blast. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Got lightning bolt, which is bolt. Yeah, <laughs> like, ice bolt, ice storm, fucking acid. Chain lightning, bolt chain lightning from blast. blast. Yeah, chromatic orb. I'm like, oh my god. And that's what, so that's what gets me on the on, on the non-creative side of the house where people is like, oh, you really you really don't have a creative gene. You just want to be told what the fuck to do. You know. <laughs> And then yeah. you see that in you see that in settings. What we talked about, most people would rather play a Tolkien esque setting than anything else. Yeah. And and most people don't want to learn a setting that is not uh, already like, sort of familiar. Yeah, Forgotten Realms. Any if 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 it's it really most most times if it's not the generic fantasy D and D or D and D adjacent setting, you're not going to see a lot of take on it. There, people will want to be or be interested in it. Like Pathfinder does well, but Galarian is still fucking Dungeons and Dragons, right? It's 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 had enough books published mm-hmm. for it, enough of a following. You know, same thing for Deadlands. I think Deadlands is super popular because it's the old West and it's really easy to do. But you get shit like uh, something unfamiliar, something untried and true. And I mean, we could pull up the drive through RPG sales on almost any setting you name for any system, and it ain't gonna look pretty if it's outside the box thinking. Well, I, I think another reason why Deadlands itself probably has been able to stay more popular is because like it, it's really just kind of a western <laughs> but here's the thing this this makes me laugh there are people that are say i want to play a straight up western use deadlands no i want to play straight western yeah <laughs> so got the supernatural. back to the non-creative part they can't see the forest for the fucking trees yeah. just, just, my, cut, just cut out enemy. the spells and cut out the monsters you got it yeah, yeah. i mean no i even did that with... no blessed whatever yeah I did that with Raven. I was like, look, man, this game is meant to be a straight up verisimilitude of special forces versus fucking the occult. It's not D&D with guns versus magic, magic cast, magic missiles and shit. If you want that more fucking power to you, you know what to do. You can add arcane backgrounds. I'm not doing that work for you because I think it's bullshit. Also, (laughs) if you don't want any of the occult, I think I've written a really goddamn good military simulating simulation game. So if you want to go straight Tom Clancy, you're going to have a really good time with fucking Task Force Raven and just call it something else. Put that in your introduction so that people know, hey. (laughs) Well, I did. That's in the uh, the con op. The snarky snarky half a page note that I had to put in there about just stop, man, because I'm going to get a thousand fucking questions and then it'd be the same shit. Like, well, okay. I want to play this. I want to play this without a cult. Then cut the whole fucking chapters about the occult out. No one cares. But I don't get it. You have a cult in the book. Why? How do I, how do I, how do I ignore that part of the book? It's in there, guy. It's in, it's, it's there. <laughs> or like you, you left things out. Okay. What did I leave out? Well, you didn't put my favorite cryptid in there. Bitch, you got Google. Make it yourself. <laughs> You got Google. That's why I put well. That's why I put the generator and stuff in there for making cryptids, and I walk through how to make and opt for. Like this is fucking easy. It's it's not rocket science. It really is. For the for the listeners who play Savage Worlds, you're Savage Worlds curious. Here's how you make a monster. Uh, every trait is a D6, and then you think about what they do well, what they do badly, and you go one up, one down, unless they're elite level, and then you give them two up. Uh, and then uh, you just randomly pick shit out of the book for edges and hindrances that sound really cool. And uh, there you go. Congrats, you're done. All done. And it can it can be even easier. It's like just get whatever you want. <laughs> yes. I mean, the book even the book even says even whatever you want. <laughs> yes, man. Fuck my life. This is like you want to you want to fight a fire giant who is you know big and strong and tough and has a fire aura, or maybe when you cut them, they bleed fire. Awesome. The fucking dragon 
but now it's not a dragon. I know this is hard to understand. It's not a fucking dragon. Now it's a humanoid that's real tall. And a fire breath attack is now just a, a, a large blast template around them when they come. It's that easy. It's that easy. And there there are a lot of people who are just mystified by this because they really do want shit spelled out and their hands held. And it's like, well, I don't what, what, I don't understand. Like, why would it uh, Why would it be a, a burst template? Oh, my God, because there's blood spurting out. Make it a small burst template. I don't give a shit. I see. And I do it as a uh, damage field spell. It's, yeah, right. It's that easy. It's just like here you go. Every time it takes a wound, boom, damage field erupts around it. That's easy because it's blood spurting on you and shit. Yeah. And you got lava coming on you. That sounds that's that's not a really bad phrase. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not easy. This is, like a, a <laughs> this is like a pissy episode, but it's really not. It's just native, <laughs> you know. Like the listeners know. I was just say for the listeners, know that I fall into this category as well. I'm not trying to bash <laughs> on anybody. Yeah. I'm freaking uncreative all the time too. But uh, I, I don't think I'm as bad as oh, I could I'm, be. I'm so guilty of it too. Yeah. No, like, and, and I, I think like even we all have these tendencies because like as human beings, we like yeah. to take the easiest route to get something done. But it, it I find it kind of funny because sometimes – it's almost like a mental block where we're so set on something like you're saying, like with task force Raven, it's like, well, can I just play this as military sim? Yeah. Just take out that thing. But it's almost like, because you automatically you're associating it as, you know, as a sci or not sci-fi, a paranormal military sim. You're like, mm. well, take out the paranormal. It's like, yeah, but it's in the name. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's yeah. like a mental block for people. It is. Yeah. It really is. And it's like um, like with Finder, and he's, he's working on his project for, for Savage Worlds, of course. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're shills. I don't care. My my company name is official on the website now, so it makes me feel good. Um, but it's a very creative website, and part of the conversation we're having is, is like, you know, uh, so if people didn't know, there was a picture, and Finder showed it to us. And it was funny because Santa pointed out the obvious that is silly. And then we start talking a little bit about, about the uncreativity and it's how you have to have your hand held in weird ways. So it was a mummy and they had, uh, the, the mummy was thick. It was, you know, it was obviously a female mummy. She had titties and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, hold on, here's the scientific reasons behind this. You know, and then, then the discussion of like, yeah, what about lizard people? They got boobs, plant people, boobs. And it's just like, there's no fun there. Yeah, it's just because fucking people can't let go, man. They need to have like these, um, I don't preconceived notions about things. It's the same reason why all female aliens have titties, even though it's like they're not mammals. They're not mammals. (laughs) And so the whole whole premise of this is um, Finder found this picture, and it's like the secret of dwarves are revealed in this RPG source book for old school (laughs) fantasy. And it's a picture of. female mummy and you know it's a female mummy because she's got titties um, and well, the thing that I, makes you laugh though is mummies for dwarves and it's not even a dwarven mummy no i know right it's like it's it's a it's a person-shaped mummy not a dwarf-shaped mummy yeah and my first thought was how does she got those tiggle bitties like she's a mummy so all the fat would have already been like liquefied off of her after so much time like it just doesn't make sense no not and, at all yeah I mean, fucking reptile people don't even have they mice i mean i guess 
they would because they have a culture. So, oh yeah, I'll, I'll reverse course on that. If you, I guess if you're a sentient race, you'd have understandings of, of the various things that humans do as well. So it's just weird shit, but it's like, it's real hard to play. And a part of this uncreativity, right? Which I don't even know if that's a real word or not. Um, so uncreativity? Tired. I don't think it's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> I'm, I'm so doped up still. Um, <laughs> not on, on legal medication, see medical record. Um, but um, it's like, uh, cool. Fuck, what are you playing? I'm playing an elf. All right, so here we are. We're in the thing. Your uh, your elf is in, you know, going to the human town. You're asking for directions. What do you? What does your elf want to do? Uh, yeah, I uh, I go ahead and look for some stuff, and uh, you know, I'm an elf. Like, bitch, you're an elf. You are as f- fucking alien as pops. Basically, everything we play that's not a human is a human in a suit. It really is. I've seen very very few role playing moments where people play shit that makes you think like, oh, you might be a different species and honestly i don't know if i blame people because i don't know how fucking annoying that would get to the table <laughs> I, yeah. I don't disagree yeah. by the way that, i mean it gets taxing after a while if you have to keep constantly doing something that's outside of your yeah norm. It's, it's hard to relate to as a character right uh, or as a which, person so yeah which could them. be cool right like why do you keep doing that weird shit because i am going to tell you that i am an elf and it's like, <laughs> no, you're William Shatner. Years. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing that shit for four hours. You know, like me, even with accents, I don't always continue an accent because it's like I want to use an accent to set a, a, memor- a memory marker. Yeah. And then if it's for a, a, an NPC and it's like, okay, cool, we remember that and they had a weird accent. And then that may be fair or unfair, but I don't really care because sometimes you just you just stop giving a shit and you're just like <laughs> – you know, it's like you guys have done this to me before, and this is advice I try to give people now when I'm talking to people about running games and shit. Is like when you use the weird voices and the crazy accents, and you try to be spooky and shit. You know what the first thing your players are going to do when they you do that? The same thing you guys do to me about three or four times out of ten. Uh, what was that? I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember that one time where I played yeah. Beef, who's every single stat was so abysmal that technically I couldn't be any of the classes. This was one of uh, yeah. your bastards. Bastard. And yeah. uh, I, that was one of the few times I did. I don't know if you can call it an accent. Yeah, it was an accent. Uh, yeah. Essentially, he just like, I was just like, yeah. well, what would someone who's literally have nothing in skills in his <laughs> lifetime, who's also a thief. So I ended up just like, I talked with almost like, I don't even know if you can what accent that would have came from, but essentially I just mumble talked almost everything and cut out any hard syllables. It was That's a lot fine. of fun. Yeah. I don't think you guys understood what I was saying ninety percent of the time, but I had fun. I think I did. She's <laughs> crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing. Even like on my table, I I'm not doing accents. They know it. Oh. Yeah. yeah I mean, you could. Okay, you're playing Rippers in London, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I, wh- it's why I do fucking accents. It's like you, you, we all agree we're in London, correct? Yes, awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> also, if you think about it, people who live there, they're like, we don't have an accent. You're the guys with the accent. Yeah, so exactly. I talk normally because I don't sound like I have an accent. And you guys yeah. wouldn't think I had an accent. Nah, exactly, man. Yeah. Tracking. Yeah, that's, that's crazy a, shit, dude. It's a good way to get around it. Yeah, <laughs> See, that's why. Though I've always said, if I played Rippers, I'd have to play an American. That's like, like, like uh, what's his name? Is it Quincy from uh, Vampire? Play, 
Tom Sawyer in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I see. I, I play the American that's in London, so you all have to do your British accent now because there's a real American here. <laughs> no, you – we all, sound, we all sound normal. <laughs> you would have to sound different, so you'd have to put on like some crazy Texas accent or some there shit like go. that. It's just, I, yeah. Or I want to hear, uh, God, who's that guy from the first Predator movie? Um, the one with the pigeon, with the guy, oh, yeah, the sure. yeah, sure. No, no, the guy with uh, who always had like that massive pinched shoe in his mouth. Yeah, just the body of Ventura. Yeah. You, yeah, I would yeah. expect that because that's like to me that's yeah. the quintessential American, and I'm sorry guys, but you guys don't have that voice and kind of disappointed me when I talk to you. Yeah, well, that's because Jesse Ventura is not the quintessential American. <laughs> it's a true statement. He will always be a wrestler at heart. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was going to do a wrestler, it'd be uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, good choice. Ever do a Slim Jim? Good choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, I'd say- mankind. I just, I just don't know, man. I just really wish, like, it's tough, but it, it, you can elicit the creativity out of people. It's just, I think, uh, I think that for the most part, this is an entire table. So if the GM is non-creative or an uncreative type, it's just gonna. It's gonna suck. Well, I don't think anyone listens to our Monday night. It doesn't really matter. I don't give a fuck. Or this, this. I don't really care. That that Monday night game is hot garbage. It was boring as fuck. Uh, and you know, I let them know I was popping smoke and withdrew. I wasn't a dick or anything. I was just like, hey, I am popping smoke. I'm out. And uh, too many players anyway. But it was just like, oh, I don't know, man, how to describe some of the problems. But I think that's you know, everyone everyone te- kind of feeds off of each other. I think at the table and. And if you don't have that going, then it's just like, ugh, I don't know. It's it's people. T- I I just it's like this. I don't know. It's like gaming has this obsequious nature about it when shit is like going bad badly. <laughs> <laughs> people can tell when things are not going right. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and your know. thing, it's like, what was it? Eight people, and I'm sorry, but you yeah. can't manage those groups like eight people is a lot i don't care if yeah. matt mercer does it he also has trained actors yeah exactly and they're you know they're all on the winky wink and uh, like the game i'm gonna start running on wednesday night you know it has too many people in it because i fucked up and i forgot to kill, <laughs> kill the link after i got the third player i'm a dumb bitch so <laughs> it is what it is now i got six players I predict at least two will leave because there are people who are not going to appreciate my GMing style just because, you know, it is what it is. I don't normally find that. I normally find people are pretty receptive, but I have met people online, at least one, who fucking does not like my style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what game that was. <laughs> and I'm a really good Savage Worlds GM. I consider myself a really good Savage Worlds GM. I throw bennies around like they're fucking nothing. I run out of bennies. That's how many bennies I throw out. You're getting all real body right now, eh? For all those curious, it was actually on our ends that we were hearing it. It seems like the recording software picked it up nice and fine. Uh, am I? Uh, it's probably because it's thunderstorming here in uh, Memphis. Oh, uh, okay.
Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm on <laughs> it's okay. We've just had to replace you with a robot. The the drugs kind of kicked in, so. I mean, it's, it's, it's the episode. And, and then, then you, you roll the dice. <laughs> oh my god, that worked perfectly. Like it, it like glitched at the perfect time for that too. That was perfect. Holy shit! <laughs> and this is where I like show how uh, insensitive I am. But uh, you should open this up with and special guest today, Stephen Hawking. Oh, oh. but it's okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's just really weird. And I don't understand why it bothers me so much. I just think it's, again, I think it goes back to my con rant. I think it's a little lazy that, you know, you don't want to participate. And I don't demand you role play. That's not what I'm talking about. But like, I don't know. Be ready. Have some descriptions down. Have some things down about your character that stand out other than, you know, I've taken the same fucking edges that everyone else takes. You know, the same hindrances. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, hey, how many, you know, it's like, like, I always want to ask, like, well, how many, how many of the six of you dumb fucks have uh, curious as your hindrance? Awesome. Never saw that one coming. Yeah, I have three, I have three players with curious. Yeah, it's boring. It's played yeah. out. That's why I took shame for that character. And I was like, oh, this sounds, I mean, if I was a GM, I would beat the dog piss out of a character with shame, you know. Shame, shame, uh, shame. See, and I'll tell you, though, I take Curious as a way to try and help the GM to some degree because then it forces the group into uncomfortable situations potentially. Yeah, Yeah. but we've had had this conversation about you two specifically, and I think I lucked out with having you guys as players, you know, (laughs) is like you're because you find you are that type. You're the type of player who you want to ensure uh, the game goes, if that makes sense. It moves. Mm -hmm. Right, you you like uh, the dynamism of, of gaming, and you want the group. It's like you said, you want the group to, to do. And then for Sansa, it's it's kind of the same thing, but you're more focused on, I think, testing the grounds of the game and the borders. Yeah, and I, it also helps out. Yeah, and I, I find I'm also like pretty decent at uh, helping the plot progress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, yeah, I do it in my own zany way, but it, yeah. you know, I get it down. Because yeah. I've even, like, before you guys, like, playing with you guys, and even afterwards, as a player, there's a lot of times where, and this kind of kind of comes to the unimaginative part, and I find there's, is a lot of players will kind of just like, okay, so this is where you guys are at, what do you want to do? And there's always that, like, 20-second pause where people are just like, you're not going to tell us what we're doing? I'm like, no, you, you, you guys know what situation you're in. I just, I told you, like, what do you guys want to do? I'm not going to come out. Oh, all of a sudden there's a 50 foot monster that comes out. Okay. Now you have something. No, it's like, think of what you want to do. You're in a room. You want to yeah. open the door. Or like how many times, like, and, and it sounds crazy, <laughs> but like any GMs out there, how many times did you start off a thing and they're in a room and you're like, do you want to open the door? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then it gets started. It's like they need a prompt to get going. Like, well, well, yeah, but that's part of it too, right? Is you you get into the fucking mother may I with games. It was like, hey, can I take a look around the room? Bitch, don't ask. Do say I'm rolling notice to look around the room. Or just say, hey, I'm looking around the room and I'm going to go over to the corner here because I think the, this wall might be a false wall. And it may seem weird, but there is a vast difference in a player asking me if they can do a certain skill and them just saying, hey, I'm going to go do this. The conversation I have, too, is like, I'm not going to describe every goddamn crate in a warehouse, you know, or in the forest. So that was, you know, think about Raven and stuff when I run it is like, 
I told you we're in the woods. If you've never been in the woods, I don't know what to tell you. Watch a movie, watch a fucking YouTube video. But if I tell you you're in the woods, I expect you to understand that trees can be used as cover. Trees fuck up your line of sight. Trees can help you with stealth. And trees are going to take away your ability to shoot straight. Right? And Mm -hmm. I don't need you to ask me any of those things. I need you to say, hey, I take cover behind this fucking oak tree. Okay, awesome. You know? And there we go. Hey, I'm going to – I need to try to move into stealth. I'm going to use secondary – the secondary growth in the trees to – mass mass as much as i can okay awesome take a plus two you know it's things like that and then like you said with the door thing and it almost always happens it's like hey there's a door here especially in horror games anytime you give an object it's like oh fuck now we're gonna spend the next five hours in this goddamn game discussing how not to be murdered like it's a game just touch the fucking idol (laughs) talk about the idol no one gives a shit the conceit is you need to do something with the idol. You need to go through the fucking door. Stop being terrified. What if my character dies? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> then you generate a new one. <laughs> life. Then they pull your body back and they go on a new quest to try to resurrect you with a cool allied extra that you may have played that we can advance to a wild card, maybe not advance to a wild card. There's so many ways around it. It's, just, it's mind-numbing. Now, one thing, though, I think the GM can, and you do a good job with this, but I think one of the problems that I find with some GMs that I've played with is they want this open world. They want to give players autonomy to do what the players want. And so they they put you almost in this blank room. Okay, you're in the city. What do you guys do? Yeah. Um, I don't know, partially because I don't know what you have in mind in terms of what you are prepared to do. Have you prepared? And if you haven't prepared, I hope you're a good enough GM to make something fun <laughs> off of this because I've got nothing to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, no, and as, a, as a player, that's when I, I, I get kind of paralyzed. I'm like, I don't want to screw up if you've prepared something because as a GM, I hate it when uh, you spend a lot of time preparing and the players just don't even, like, don't even go there. It's like, well, <laughs> oh, you got to okay. let go of that, bro. No, I well that's that's why I don't prepare the way that no, I, I mean used to the prepare. player yeah. side. Fuck that. Yeah. I do all kinds of zany shit for people. <laughs> and it's not to derail their game. I'm just assuming that you I assume that everyone runs a game the way I do. Yeah. You know. So it's like, oh hey, you guys are all right, cool, we're starting off while well, you guys are in the town. Um you know, and, and like you said, I won't just say, Hey, what do you want to do? My usual is like, hey, uh, is you guys want to carouse? Anyone looking at social? Are you visiting your guild? What do you want to do? And then I, I try to spur some conversations on for people to be like, oh, I think that's a good idea. I'll go do that. That was my character. <laughs> See, I think you're one of those rare GMs that does that, though. Mo- oh, most of the GMs that I know aren't like that. That's just weird. Well, I, I met so, one on Monday, so you're correct. <laughs> I made a fucking hex crawl boring where I wanted to stab myself in the fucking face, and it was midnight by the time we wrapped up. And my wife was like, how was it? I was like, that was the worst shit I've ever done. And she was like, but you stayed online and you were laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was I laughing or was I crying? It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes. But yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I get it. I just don't care about someone's shit they have set up. I expect you understand that everything you prepared falls away from the fucking the fringes of your grasp the moment you have players at the table oh 100 percent. like you know. even as a, as a new gm like learning from you guys i think was one of the best things like because um as i'm kind of going like at first i 
when I first started plotting out like the just like the starting campaign, just to introduce them to everything, I planned out everything, and then I was looking at, I was like, Fuck this. I literally threw out the entire thing, and I literally just had the ghosty that I can now say is a ghost, the illusions. I had the idea for that, and then I had little small plot points, and I th- I wrote out like five plot points, and I actually got rid of three of them, and I just on the fly changed something because I was. Because I was like, you know, this would actually be cool in this moment because they're really kind of building up towards that. So then I just kind of like, since I already had the idea in my head or the history of that person in my head, I was able to just kind of switch it on the fly. But yeah, even like locations of certain items, I switched that up. Um, I made sure to give them all. And there's even times where they're just like, I want to explore this room. I was like, well, it looks like an old storage room. They're like, well, okay, well, can I can i uh can i take a look i was like well what do you want to because i've i've kind of put it into him i was like there's a difference between investigate and notice uh, yes notice is you're doing a quick yeah. glance around investigate you're actually looking in she's like oh shit I, mate. we'll talk about that later yeah and i was like <laughs> she wants she was like okay i want to investigate i was like okay so she and like i'm thinking in that room i was like you guys have all the key parts, but sure. So she investigated, she investigated and on the, fl- I was sick. I was like, well, I said, there's just crates in there. So in your investigation, you, you discovered that the crate itself may have held food at some point, but at this time, since this building has been abandoned for approximately 50 years or so, you assume, uh, there's absolutely nothing in the crate. It's like, hmm. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I was just like because because they were just like they're they're going through every single room and i was like yeah okay have fun yeah. like and i they had fun doing it because there's times where it's like i would throw something random at them like i had one that uh was blood on the, on the ceiling stuff like that so they had an idea it kind of gave it flavor without having to you know go crazy into it but yeah it was a lot of fun nice i really well, Oh, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to tell him, he made me very proud of him tonight when he said he fucking lured a player into using one of their hindrances against their best nature. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, the Benny bribe. I was oh, so proud yeah. of you. I, 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 you want to hear the setup to that? Yeah. It was great. It's it was... episode on creativity. So show, show everyone yeah. how creative you are. Okay. You've been jamming for like 11 minutes. So yeah. and you're already hey, doing amazing. It's, it's now been eight hours in total. Ah, I think you're doing amazing, the, the shit you come back with. Okay, so they're they're all kind of figuring out this is right at the beginning of the session. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we have this. I want to go check the research downstairs. I want to do this. And so two of them were, going, were, were like, okay, we'll go downstairs, stay together. Uh, and the other three were like, well, we'll figure out something. And one person's like, I'm really curious about this room. While the other three were kind of like, Sorry, two were kind of like, uh, I don't know, let's do this, baby, let's do that. So then uh, I went to the player who went downstairs, and he, to get to the study, he needed to go through the dining room. And so I did that old ploy where, you know, there's all, like, that. it's kind of a trope where all the furniture is stacked on top of each other, and then the moment they come in, it all falls. So I did yeah. that, and he was like, what the hell? And then he's like, the player's upstairs, like, can I see that? Did I hear that? I'm like... I was like, of course you heard that. He's like, no, but did I actually hear that? Because there's been definitely times where I've been in a place by myself and 
it's not actually happening and it's not real. And I was like, oh, so I've made my players paranoid too on top yeah, of it. So I was of. happy about that. I was like, no, you guys heard that. And I was like, why wouldn't you? Th-? And I even said, why didn't you think? He's like, because I've definitely been in a place and nobody heard a single damn thing, even though we were on the other side of the door. And I was like, okay, good, good. But anyways, good. so all the players go running down and the one that was right by the door, she's like, oh, I go running down too. And I just took, because I'm using like these little stones for a penny. I was like, I was like, or does your curiosity get the better of you? I just like <laughs> I slid it over, and she's like, nah. and she's like, no, it doesn't. I was like, are you sure for the Benny? And <laughs> she just paused for a second. Ah, I don't know if I should. I don't know. And the other players like, do it for the Benny. Do it for the Benny. And like, so they she ended up going into the room, and I ended up locking her in there, and she saw like this whole sequence of how. Uh, Elizabeth the ghost actually died and then the ghost was trying to come like was starting to walk towards her after the whole scenario kind of went through and she's also has screamer for her one of her hindrances so she screamed (laughs) heard yeah that's a ripper's yeah yeah, which is hilarious I love that one Um, but she was like oh my god she's coming at me what should I do because she doesn't have any cold iron stuff Uh, so she's like well but I have this, and she held up pretty much like it's the the thing that's keeping the ghost spirit still in the on the in this house. And so she's like, maybe this will stop. I was like, well, I was planning for her to like walk a little bit so that you know the other people could catch up. But you just showed that, so no, that ghost is coming straight at you. She don't want you to have that. And so like they, it, it was hilarious because you just see the pe- characters panic because they realize split up this person's defenseless she ends up like trying to stop the ghost but like can't she just narrowly dodges and this is the character who in the first session shot a door to open the lock and so she shot the door to open the lock thinking okay it'll unlock the door but the ghost was holding it by supernatural means so she just ended up panicking i got she she like evaded some of the attacks everything like that she was doing fine-ish and then the other people are trying to bash down the door and then i had it so bashed open uh fear checks all around the one person got scared i rolled on that table he ended up uh having a roll move half his movement plus also uh his running dice whatever that would be <laughs> for a roll and i made him yeah. just like, walk backwards which was into a bathroom or not into a bathroom uh spare bedroom well the other one was like oh my god but she uh she fought through it. She rolled like a one or something. So she ended up getting like a plus on her attack and she just wanted to stab the ghost and rolled. I think she got like 24 damage. Holy Christ. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So then I made the house shake and then I had to think of some other stuff. Ghost was. Nice. It, it was. It was so much fun. My players were laughing. You can tell how good a table is going by how loud the people are talking. I think. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're arguing over some stupid shit. How you talking with <laughs> toothpaces? I need to go away my toothpaces. I need my toothpaces. Why do you, why do you need toothpaces? Because I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice because even like I've screwed up the rules a couple times. And like I think I have uh, a yeah. couple rules as is people. Oh. But I don't, uh, not like as strict. And they're like, uh, I think the rules actually this. So I was kind of looking up just because I was curious. Cool. Like, I, yeah. I was like, fantastic. I was like, honestly, I, I, I'm not going to remember all the rules. Nope. Uh, 
So if well, and I, you can I, help I, them encourage that by throwing them a bunny when they remind you of it. Oh, absolutely. Well, in that case, I didn't get out of hand. I didn't in that case because it was uh, definitely benefiting in his favor with the rules. So I was like, that that's enough. Uh, yeah. Bonus right there. <laughs> that book got your fucking hand. Yeah, and I think I gave—I don't remember, but I think I gave one to one guy because he's like, "Hey, you forgot the negative on that." I'm like, "Oh, nice." Yeah. <laughs> but those are negative for yeah. another player, so I was like, "All right, thank you." Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Oh, Shit like that, I'll be like, "Oh man, let's take a draw from the adventure deck." <laughs> <laughs> I would, but if if the adventure deck didn't cost me like a hundred and thirty dollars with shipping. Dude, just get the PDF and print it, print it out. Yeah. yeah. The adventure deck is awesome. It really is. So fun. So fun. It ch- ch- changes the dynamics of how fucking this, that game works. So. And, and the fun thing is it forces you as the GM to remain on your toes to something. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm playing this card, which is almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card. And it's like, how do I justify this card? Because my rule is I'm going to let him play the card if – it can make sense in some way. And there are sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. You can't play that in this, in this situation. There's just, it, 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 it makes zero sense. It's just not- but, but by and large, I try to let them play their cards and, and uh, it's so fun. Some, some of the most memorable moments come because of adventure cards. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and wow, those, what would be a, what would be a word to describe as adventure cards and the reactions you have to have one to use them, Sometimes, and two, to respond to them. If I could have an adjective. Creative. Creative. Hey, I think that word fits perfectly. I'm just saying. Creativity? (laughs) Yeah. I think what kills creativity, too, is like looking for the advantage on winning the game for, you know. Like character designs and shit. Yeah. Well, or, or even with the GM. I mean, when you have the mentality of GM versus the players. Yeah. One of the things I think is a lot of fun is in the game that I play with my kids, Oren always ha- comes up with these character ideas. And then he comes up with these other ideas that he wants to do for his character. You know, come to me, hey, Dad, I, I think I want to do this. What do you think? And so, like, right now, he's got a character who has only nine fingers he's he's missing one of his pinkies nice and he's like looking through for his advances and he's like i think i want to take like a data knife which is from some anime show he's like uh i, I want to put that in that slot where my pinky is <laughs> i'm like okay he's like that way i can like use it as a knife if i need to but it, it's more like for hacking and stuff that's great what With, kind of game are you playing the court Coriolis. Coriolis? oh yeah. yeah this is cool and, and so I'm like, dude, we'll come up with something. Now, we're going to have to break this into two different advances because, one, a knife is a weapon, and that's one talent. But if we want to have it for tacking, I can't give you two things out of one weapon because then that's unfair to the rest of the players who are only getting one thing per advance. So I'm like, I'm cool with it. And then he comes to me later. He's like, you know, I've been thinking. I think I'd rather have it be a gun because – I'm not good with melee. Like my, my, my entire character concept has nothing to do with melee. He's like, so can we do a gun? I'm like, dude, I don't care. Take the, you've got the you've got the thing. You know what you want to do. We'll just come up with what gun it is. He's like, it's, well, it's got to be small because it's like my pinky spot. And I'm like, yeah. dude, go with the cricket. <laughs> just just use the, yeah. the noisy cricket. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm like, I, I don't care. We'll just. I, I think it's fun when the characters come with these ideas and they, they 
and, and what's funny about him is he's like, I don't want it to be OP. He's like, I, I want it to be like cool and quirky. And, and uh, then like my, my other boy, his character is all about style. And all he ever cares about is whenever they go shopping, his character needs to buy new sunglasses. Like I'm, I'm getting sunglasses. And whenever there's like, whenever there's like an intimidation scene, he plays his character up with the sunglasses and he will, it's been a lot of fun because as a group, he will sit there and like, uh, there's, they were trying to intimidate somebody one time. And he's like, well, you've never dealt with a crew like this. And he says, and I strike a pose. And then, Without missing a beat, all the other characters, all the other players, even say we're striking a pose too. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, take a plus two on your intimidation roll because that's yeah, awesome man. that you're all doing that. It yeah. was just fun to see how they're all riffing off one another. So it's it's really it's fun when players do that, but GMs yeah. can feel that. Yeah. Just because no, that that doesn't make sense. It's like yeah, Dude, just let rules with clearly faith you have to use. Well, kind of even speaking of that, one of my players, uh, hi, Adrian, because I know you listen. Um, <laughs> he he was talking because he's kind of playing a character based off of uh, Castlevania. Okay. Uh, what's, his, what's the main character's name? I, I, I'm starting to space on it. Uh, Whichever. Yeah, anyways. Whip. Yeah, the guy with the whip. Yeah. Um, so anyways, and he, he was like, well, I kind of want to like, I have this weapon, but I want to make it like more powerful or something like that. How can I like do that within the rules? And I was like, well, what we can do is just the fact that maybe you haven't fully unlocked that. Like, yeah, you have, you have this whip that has been extremely powerful in the past, but maybe because you're new to it, you haven't unlocked the potential. So we can kind of do that. He's like, Oh, that's a good idea. And so like, we're kind of talking about what he could potentially do to, end up at the end with this really powerful whip that works but doesn't essentially just break the game immediately yeah right now so trademark weapon right off the yeah. bat require that to start unlocking it and he, keep, he keeps on quoting our show <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate <laughs> yeah because he no no because he even said to me he's like uh because at the end of the last session um he's because uh, like i i kind of got some people they're not fully like they'll say kind of what they're doing, but they won't really describe. So I started kind of describing what their action was when it was happening based yeah. off the success and fail. And he was like, you know, you should try and, you know, persuade people to try and figure out how they think the success will go instead of you explaining it. I was like, there you God go. Damn, God damn. Getting schooled. You are a hundred percent correct. Adrian, yeah, man. you'll never hear me say that again. No, there you go. No, it's good stuff though, man. Yeah, yeah it's, the solutions are so simple. Like with finders, the 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 finger finger gun thing, right? The finger blade, whatever. Uh, I mean, you yeah. could have you, you could have literally given it to him right off the bat and be like, "Cool story. You don't have to be OP. Awesome. Neither do I. So it's going to be a negative two to all rolls until you can advance the technology behind it to clear these penalties." And the data knife is from Titanfall, by the way. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of too. I was like, oh, Titanfall data knife. Those are so cool. Yeah. Did we lose Finder? Finder? Oh, shit. I think we lost him. Uh-oh. Uh, that usually means... Oh, sorry, I was on mute. I'm mute. Oh, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I had to adjust my chair, and I didn't want y'all to think I was farting. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I was really farting. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're a grown-up. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I totally couldn't remember what, what game it was from. He, he told me, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a Titanfall reference. Well, at least that's very it's very specifically a Titanfall thing. Yeah. But yeah, a and cool I don't looking knife. And I don't know like stop watching Critical Role to think you're going to become creative. That's not how you do it. You just got to let go of the reins and you got to let go of like being embarrassed at the table. Yeah, yeah I I think that's a big one. Is a lot of people are kind of embarrassed to yeah. um to role play and i think that's more of kind of almost like the creativity killer is because people are like well i don't know it's like you guys are playing a tabletop game trust me yeah. you all are kind of losers no i'm kidding but... <laughs> <laughs> we are all lame people yeah we're all kind of, of society just accept it uh, yeah um yeah, I mean, but you're not. I mean, it, you know, dodgers aside, yeah, right. But we're very niche. We're kind of oddbally and shit. And we like to sit around and talk about shit that never happens. So. Well, yeah. And speaking of niche, even like I'm thinking, I was thinking like our podcast. I'm like, we're even getting even like more niche yeah. because not only are we now just talk about RPGs, but we talk about them sometimes in the abstract, sometimes the theories behind it, sometimes the concepts behind them, and I'm like. How do we have five listeners even? <laughs> <laughs> there's this fair. You're no longer being insulted by the. Well, there's three of us. And you have a friend. True statement. I do. I am some of those downloads because I'll go back and re-listen to everything to be like, oh man, we are pretty funny. No, I'm uh, just yeah. <laughs> I usually. Oh, actually, I don't listen to them on podcast. I totally do. Well, I got oh, all. I, I got all the physicals. I got all the audio. Oh so yeah. No. Yeah, I listen on Podbeam. I listen to them on uh, my podcasting 2.0 app. Ooh, which one's that? Spotify? Uh, fuck Spotify. Oh, okay. Lame. Uh, it's uh, it's I... give me Podverse. Oh yeah. Oh, you're the Podverse user. Mm, yeah, I love Podverse, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've never um. Because you can listen to live shows and it tells you when they're live and shit, and it does chapters and I've different topics. <laughs> well, I know you're not the only Podverse user. Nice. There's someone else who's smart out there. Yeah. Whoever you are, congratulations. Congratulations. You're, Thank you very much. You're, you're now clumped in. <laughs> you're now clumped in with uh, Scott. Good job. Is that really you, Finder? No, uh, I don't listen. <laughs> I was say shit. I mean, from fucking funnier. Yes, you're lumped in with me, and I'm not sure that's the place you want to be. Yeah, surprise. What is it? Uh, I'm heard... happy to be lumped in with you, Scott. Oh, my gosh. Let's see what happens. I, I'm actually blown away. I know we're off topic, but I'm blown away with the amount of different types of podcast like apps there is. Oh, there's a billions. Yeah, yeah like I've never heard of Overcast. Yeah, Overcast is legit. Podcast no Republic. That's a new one for me. Pocket Casts. Yep, heard of that one. Pretty good. Castbox. Yeah, I think podcast, that one. Podcast Addicts. Yeah. Uh, Edge. No, I think that's just a browser. That's just a browser. That's <laughs> a weird podcast. <laughs> that means you're just sitting there at your fucking table. Yeah. Oof, no, God. no. Uh, and then we have 11 others that are... Uh, I have no idea. Just as Apple. No, no, I got Apple too. I just didn't say oh, that. Okay. Who knows Apple? Nice. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> be creative and listen to uh, all your shit on a podcast 2.0 app. You'll think. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a look at that. Actually, I don't, let me, I don't even know if we do. Now we're like really way off topic. Oh yeah. Now I'm going to, well, I use Podbean because well, I got a Podbean account anyway, so why not? 
Let me make sure my volume is down because I want to do something. I want to try an experiment. What's the experiment? I'm going to see if... So we don't have any clips or chapters because no one makes them, but we could we could do chapters. Chapters of what? So the podcast, like some of the ones I listen to, they have timestamp chapters. So oh. you don't have to sit through certain shit or you can jump back to a topic that you like. It's pretty baller. That's why I do it for a lot of the shit I listen to. What would our chapters be? Ramble one, ramble oh, two, off topic, uh, off topic three. Off topic. Um, <laughs> they call everyone stupid and nerdy. Uh, on, <laughs> on, on, to- on topic is a thirty second clip at the at the beginning as we do the intro, and then they go. Then the rest of it's just chapter off topic. Yeah. <laughs> this, is of, this is one of those topics that's like so esoteric. It's like I don't know how to help you, except just say don't do the things. And then hope you don't do the things. Well, and if you come visit, like, come visit me in a game. <laughs> for me, for me being creative, I think there's way more types of being creative than there is uncreative. Yeah. Like I, like Scott, you said you like to give th- things names like your spells. Well, I like to describe them. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of ways to be creative, but I think at the end of the day, it's just it's not about having a crazy unique story. It's not about having a crazy this. It's how you give the world either that you're interacting with or that you're creating. How do you make it feel alive? Either through your character's actions or through the, how you're making the world essentially run. That's the best way to in tabletop to be creative is to really just, be in it yeah almost be well, immersed you know I, I heard brandon sanderson one time talk about creativity and how his mother says she's not creative and he's like bullcrap everybody's creative and, and i think that's something everybody needs to understand is we limit our own creativity because we try to define it in terms of other things right yeah well this novelist is really creative, so I can't do anything like him. Well, you don't have to. You can be creative in your own way. And, and Brandon Sanderson's example was his mother is amazing with cooking. And so she is creative when it comes to food and how she combines things like that. As TTRPG players, we are all creative in some way. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this game. I know people who hate reading and they don't play TTRPGs because it's not fun for them. Or they don't think it's going to be fun for them. What about the min-maxers? Uh, say, uh, say that again? <laughs> what about the min-maxers? <laughs> I, 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 they're creative. If you think about it, mm-hmm. I mean, they're being creative in their way. They are. For it's them, wrong way, but they're being creative. <laughs> well, see, and I, I consider myself a min-maxer a lot of times. I know you do. And But but it, it's like what type of character you want to play, and then you just build it. So, right. But you don't I, build to win. They build to win. Well, no, Finder builds to have a competent character because his dice rolls yes. will always betray him. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, right? Between competency and saying like, okay, I should do this because this will make the most sense or this will help me out. I, and I know it sounds weird, but then there's the, it's an attitude of, well, I'm going to fucking beat you no matter what you throw at my character. And that's the one I can't stand. Because then yes. I'm going to remind you that I'm the game master and I control fucking everything. And <laughs> Character and I are gonna have strong disagreements. <laughs> if I really will it, you will die. I mean, 
Rocks fall. Fucking fact. I was just thinking that rocks <laughs> fall and die. Where'd they come from? Don't know. Must have been the universe. Which is yeah. that one. You must have pissed the deity off. Yeah. Man, why don't you make a realistic character this time around? Yeah. yeah but it's, it's 20 foot tall gunslinger. 20 foot tall gun. God. Well, so sometimes well, creativity goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and that I think that's the other thing about creativity, right? Is Creativity is best when there are boundaries. Yeah, just the rule. Boundaries, boundaries, yeah, boundaries force you to think inside of boxes. So it's like, you know what? I've got this idea. How can I get what I want inside this? Yeah. If I tell you we're playing Deadlands, don't fucking tell me you're playing a 20 foot tall character. Yeah. (laughs) But I've got gigantism or whatever it's called. I should have just packed my shit up and left. My first instinct was to hit him in his fucking mouth. But I fight that down more and more every day now. I'm like, don't do that. You don't want to be that person who's getting fingerprinted and they're like, what you in for? Let me explain Dungeons and Dragons to you. You guys got me far to go in the next six to 12 hours. We don't need yeah, we'll make chits. Before they don't have my dice because they're in lockup. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll make chits and we'll, don't worry, we don't need dice. We'll just put the paper over. It'll be random. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll just play fate. You just tell me what to do. You tell me what you want to do. We'll just fucking. Uh, uh, yeah. It'd be like the episode of Key and Peel when they play Dungeon Dragons. <laughs> I slap, I I slap. Yeah, have you seen that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen that. For the one listeners, yet. you need to pause and go look at the fucking Key and Peel. Play Dungeons and Dragons. You will thank me later. Yo, I slapped that hobbit's dick off. <laughs> uh, see, they need to get K and Peel on Critical Role. <laughs> they really do. I would definitely watch that. <laughs> oh my god, now I want to watch this fucking thing again. Or when they played uh, Dungeons and Dragons on Reno 911. Uh, I never watched Reno. Oh my god, it's back in the day. It's I think the episode is like... Oh, chaotic evil attacks or some shit. Oh my god, it was so good, nice. so good. But anyways, folks, yeah. I think I think we've gone seriously off topic. So I think that's all the time that we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. it. If you like this episode, you can send me an email at uh, at rpsmartpeople at gmail If you hated it, send me a tweet on Twitter at rpsmartpeople. Um, and if you actually have any episode ideas, suggestions, anything like that, hit us up. You know, we're always looking for something new to talk about. Um, hope you guys had a good time, and we'll see you next week. Say bye, guys. Later. 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 So creative.